0: In Alabama Ag in Review, for the week of September 28th, we start off looking at new leadership in the Senate Ag Committee. Arkansas Senator Blanche Lincoln has officially taken the reins as chairwoman of the Senate Ag Committee. As the first woman and first Arkansan to assume the helm, Lincoln laid out some of her priorities, including rural jobs, nutrition, and others. We have the opportunity of enhancing America's energy independence and ensuring that the men and women who have clothed and fed this nation in a manner that is unrivaled in history continue to do what they do best. Many feel confident that Lincoln will represent southern agriculture well including Georgia's Saxby Chambliss who promised to continue a close working relationship with his new chairman.
1: Blanche and I worked on so many issues together both on the ag committee and off the ag committee and um, um when I sit down with her I don't need an interpreter we seem to uh both speak slowly enough that we can understand each other coming from the same part of the world.
0: And as we stay in the Senate, we look at some newly proposed legislation. Well, global warming legislation has now been introduced in the Senate, as sponsors Barbara Boxer and John Kerry hope it will be a starting point in a bid to win over moderate and conservative Democrats, as well as Republicans. They're also looking for their bill to be a vehicle for broader Senate negotiations and an eventual conference with the House. The boxer Kerry bill will build off H.R. 2454, the climate change legislation that was approved in June by the House. However, exactly what is the same remains to be seen. As for differences, Senate Democratic aides say they expect the legislation to divert from the House bill's 17% emissions target for 2020 and go with an even more aggressive 20% limit. The bill does stay silent on how the Senate should divide up the emissions allowances, but it will set a basement and ceiling price for carbon. As we turn to the livestock side of things, Randall Wiseman has this report.
2: Well, Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack says ranchers who have signed up for the Livestock Forage Disaster Program have started receiving disaster payments for forage losses due to severe drought. The first LFP payments were issued to ranchers in two of the hardest-hit disaster counties in Texas. Vilsack said these payments will compensate producers who suffered extreme drought losses in both 2008 and 2009 and will help them provide feed for their livestock this fall. So you're being reminded that the Livestock Forage Disaster Program sign-up for 2008 losses ends on December 10th, while 2009 losses sign up ends on January 30th. If you're in a county that suffered a severe, extreme, or exceptional drought, according to the U.S. Drought Monitor, in 2008 or 2009, you are encouraged to visit your local FSA office to apply for assistance under LFP.
0: And as we wrap up for this week, we hear from Everett Griner about who's to blame for food problems.
2: Global
1: warming, climate change, that debate still goes on across the country. I guess it should, but farmers have reason to be concerned. The House of Representatives had some heated debate recently, and here are some of the statements made. This is the single largest economic threat to farmers in decades, and there's no piece of legislation in Congress that will do more damage to small farmers, and we cannot put the farmer behind the eight ball. Now, each of these statements had a counterstatement, of course, but it passed by a considerable margin. But what can we do? I mean, climate change is already having a costly impact on agriculture worldwide. Doing nothing to stop, no, to reverse it is not an option. Once the Senate finishes work, that bill will become law, and then farmers will undergo another round of changes, all of which will hit farmers first uh, and then trickle down to the rest of us.